Uh, hi, everybody, and welcome to Couples Book Club, uh, the only book club that's made up of us, a couple, Lauren and Isaac. Um, this is our fourth episode, um, and this week we read the great American classic, Left Behind. Wait, you're limiting that to America? I think a, a classic of basically all literature ever. Sure. Sure. I, I apologize for limiting it. Yeah, seriously. The great classic of in all of human history and literature and art and expression. So you're limiting it to humanity again. Um, and even uh, dolphin art. What about dog books? Dogs write books. They're pretty I good. Said literature. Whatever. You said human. <laughs> Whatever. Speciesist. Left Behind, a novel of the Earth's last days by Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins. Except I feel like it's like two weeks. It's not really... Although I guess it's a lead-in to the longer stretch of last days. Right. But it's like a seven-year last day, so like, it's not really... It's like several thousand days. Anyway, sorry. Sidebar. So, um, this book was originally published in 1995. It was a huge bestseller, and obviously, obviously is the first in a uh, a series of books about the Earth's last days. <laughs> um, we read this on request of uh, a friend of mine who suggested it, um, Mike Renner. So, Mike, this is your fault, really. Um, it's good to know who to blame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we start with a little synopsis? Sure. Synopsis. Synopsis. I don't know why I'm saying it this way. I don't know, dude. Um, so basically, uh, it revolves around kind of like four or five main characters. There's eight airline pilot Rayford Steele, uh, his daughter Chloe, who's like. 20 and in school at Stanford. And apparently pretty hot, at least in buck size. So hot. There's uh, rogue reporter Buck Williams. And, uh, Which I still think sounds like a porn name. Yeah, but. it does. Uh, flight attendant Hattie something. Durham. Durham. <laughs> I just like Buck Williams sex reporter. That should be a thing. Probably is hey, somewhere. Hey, listen. Whatever you want to write on your own time or film, you know, do what you need to do. I'll support you. Uh, I do. I only do claymation pornography. <laughs> I have like two really good seconds so far. It's taken me most of this year to nail that down. Yeah, but. no, stop motion. It is. It is a uh, an arduous process. Um. Okay, so Rayford, Hattie, Buck. Um. Bruce Barnes, pastor to the stars. Yeah, Bruce Barnes, uh, local pastor. Uh, who else? Carpathia. Yeah, Nikolay Carpathia. He's this Romanian dude who is like super charming, and has a lot of he has maneuvered himself into the presidency of Romania. Yeah, and then Carpathia is, has designs on the UN also, and everyone's like he's handsome and smart and he wants world peace 
I was I was kind of imagining him in my head as like a like a like a swarthy or Justin Trudeau. Mm. Well, when I think attractive world leader, that's who I think sure. of. So sure, sure. It's kind of the default. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, yeah, right over there. Yeah, no, I'm good. I was just thinking about Justin Trudeau. Yeah, you were. <laughs> uh. So basically, the beginning of the book, Rayford's flying a plane from Chicago, where he lives, to uh, London. London, yeah. Um, Buck is on this plane as a passenger. He's going to London to meet with um, a source, and Hattie is working on it as a flight attendant. And Buck is just like thinking about how he wants to bone Hattie, and but he hasn't been able to seal the deal. Well, I feel like he's he's doing it like Jimmy Carter style. He's, lust- he's lusting in his heart, like, he's, super hard. He's having, like, an emotional affair. Yes. But he's not re- He's not really a, de- a deal closer as such. Right. Right. Or he's bad. into her. They hang out a lot while they're working. She, like, signs up for his flights or whatever. But nothing has, like, really happened. And he's, like, just about to make his move. But then... Um, people start disappearing off of the plane and uh you know it's a plane there's not that many places where people can go so yeah and they have to get and then they find out that it's happening everywhere that people are just disappearing and leaving their clothes i want it to be just like a a really localized rapture like just on that plane (laughs) um and they ended up getting sent back to o'hare this is one of the only airports that's still open because, like, if your pilot gets raptured, your plane might fall out of the sky. Well, the first officer. No. Well, what if they're both raptured? Oh, flight attendant can probably get it down. This shit's pretty nine eleven. Should probably just pop in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's very little discussion of like cockpit security measures. So. No. Definitely pre nine eleven. And there's, like, car crashes and shit everywhere because people were raptured out of their cars, and it's just a mess. And nobody knows what's happening. Well, some people know what's happening. Well, some people think they know what's happening. Uh, But there's no clear, like, cause. And then some Jesus shit happens, basically. Yeah, it's, it's it's sort of cool for the part where they're talking about, like, all the, like, rapture related carnage. Yeah. But then, like, everything else is kind of... Yeah. yeah. Well, Ray gets home and finds that his wife and son are gone. His One of the reasons he'd been justifying, like, starting something with Hattie is because he's just like, yeah, my wife just started going to this new church, and she just, like, won't shut up about, uh, like, the end times and Jesus and all this crap, and she's just such a downer. To be fair, she's basically cheating on him with Jesus. So. Yeah, she is. You know, if she's not going to be faithful, why should he be, honestly? Well, Jesus but. came for her. Now he's single. Oh, yeah, he came for her. <laughs> yeah. Gross for the Lord. Exactly. And so he ends up, like, he feels, like, super guilty because he was going to have an affair. And now his wife and kid are gone. And he thinks that it must have been the Jesus thing because the people who have disappeared are, like, super-duper Christian or whatever. And, uh... So he calls the church she was going to and uh, finds out that there's this videotape the pastor left behind. Well, and there's that awkward moment where, like, 
the vast majority of the people in the church get raptured, and then there's just like this one dude who's still there. Yeah, the one Bruce is still there. Apparently didn't do it quite right. Wasn't faithful enough. But he's handing out this rapture tape to people, and Bruce watches it. Also that it's a VHS is pretty adorable. Oh, yeah, it's a fucking VHS tape. Laser disc, man. You got to spring for it. There's an implication that this takes place in the 21st century, but they don't really say when. That's definitely not technologically the 21st century. Oh, no, no, no. There are modems and uh, that are like <laughs> plugged into phone lines and um, yeah, they're lacking a lot of technology. And then his daughter Chloe, Ray's daughter Chloe makes her way from Stanford or whatever to come home. She hasn't been raptured either. Not really sure how she got into Stanford. She seems pretty much unremarkable. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. She's not a unicorn, so she shouldn't be going to Stanford. Right. She hasn't, like, built uh, houses for starving Melanesian children or anything. Um, she doesn't seem that smart. Maybe that's in book two. I don't know. Uh, she, she and Buck go out into the world to do good. <laughs> um, but she's like, I don't know what happened. And Buck is like, not Buck. Uh, Ray's like, uh, well, I think it was, I think it was the 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 church thing. I think uh, God came for His people. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. And he's like leaning on her hard. Well, she's a skeptic. Yeah. Critical thinker. Gross. Dun dun dun. Yeah. They stay in touch with Buck for some reason, and also Hattie for some reason. And they all get tangled up. And Buck's having an adventure where his source in the UK about, like, international financial dealings has been murdered. And then his friend gets murdered while he's there. And then people think that he's dead, too. And then they think that maybe he's the one who did the car bomb. Well, and that's, like, the most transparent car bombing scenario ever. Just like, bro, obviously this is going to happen. Like, don't... Yeah. Someone... Didn't someone come in and, like, tell him his car had been broken into or something? Yeah. And he had to go out. Like, obviously. Yeah. You're having a secret meeting somewhere. Yeah, they were, like, being paranoid about being followed and shit. Like, dude. Yeah. And Buck is kind of buddies with, I guess we should discuss Rosenzweig. Rosenzweig. Yeah. There's this guy, Chaim Rosenzweig. Chaim. Chaim Rosenzweig. He's an Israeli scientist and he's discovered some kind of formula that allows them to um, basically turn the desert into like a garden and so Israel is like killing it with the crops and um, uh, Buck hit it off with him when he interviewed him Um, and so I guess they're still in contact or whatever and Rosenzweig has this new guy he's friends with uh, Carpathia and he wants to introduce them and obviously they're going to do stories on Carpathia because he's visiting New York and he's going to address the UN and it's like a big deal everybody's talking about him he's so hot right now so hot right now it's just that the story's not interesting so no it's not interesting at all well and like as one installment out of seven there's no there's sort of build but nothing not really. like resolution at all like the first... It feels very preliminary. 
like third of the book is the most interesting because that's the kind of like disastery part. Yeah. Where there's all sorts of like uncertainty and shit. I feel like this is like the like Titanic of Christian literature. <laughs> in that like there's a really good disaster movie in there mm-hmm. and then there's all this other crap yeah so this would be a really good like 30 page rapture short story yeah basically Carpathia like gets up in front of the UN and like UN explains the UN to the UN yeah and everyone classic is, like, Romanian behavior mesmerized and and through a series of, of, of shady dealings, basically, um, he gets himself into the position of the UN Secretary General, and he's going to, like, uh, put the world in one currency, in one religion, and uh, headquarter the UN in Babylon. New, new Babylon. <laughs> oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. Literally. Yep. And um, he can apparently, like, hypnotize people. That and part of th- that part at the end, the like final meeting scene, is ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, but through the course of this, like Hattie is dumb. Chloe slowly gets convinced about Jesus, and Buck wants to bang Chloe, and she's just like profoundly uninteresting. Though. Yeah, and then in the end. Uh, Buck and Ray and Chloe and this Bruce guy are gonna be tribulation force oh the tribulation <laughs> force to get ready for the seven years of like horror that's has been prophesied in the bible about this shit about the end times yep it's dumb that's pretty much it yeah I don't think that there's anything else of like substantial Okay, it's been fifteen minutes. Then let's call it. Substance. I mean, I've I've got some, <laughs> I've got some joke material worked up. Oh yeah. By which I mean um, incisive literary analysis. Yeah. But. I mean, obviously, like if you didn't know for some reason, this is a series of Christian books. Yeah. Um, and there's a whole like empire because even like the copy I have from the later like '98 or something. It's like. It's got a huge list of like all a bunch of the books that have come after and a series of videos left behind the kids series. It's a whole empire. Um, so this is this seems to be a recurring theme in uh, books that we've read just because I I don't know it's my own area of interest and so I, I see it everywhere. But there's like the weird stuff on the plane where Buck is like. MacGyvering that like air phone mm-hmm. to try to get it to work. Oh, it just reminds me of like that. I don't know if you're familiar with this at all, but there's like this big discussion around the like 9 11 stuff about like could you use cell phones successfully in a plane like that? Would the air phones even work? Were they even connected in operation? Because people have gone back and looked at like maintenance records and supposedly like the air phones weren't even active on some of the planes that they were supposedly used on. But people called. Hmm? But they did call. If you believe that those are actual calls. Oh, shut up. I'm just saying there's like a a fragment of the like 9-11 truth movement that's like obsessed with this stuff. And so that's what that made me think of just because he's using like an air phone. Bush did dial up. Which apparently you can, he may have. (laughs) 
or uh, or Lahey and Jenkins did 9/11. I looked at the author things in the back, and it sounds like Jenkins is the. um, Yeah, one guy's the writer, and one guy's the like Bible man. Yeah, Uh, Doctor Tim Lahey is the. uh, Yeah, he's like the pastor or whatever whose idea this was, and Jerry B. Jenkins is uh he's written more than 100 books which is like insane james patterson shit it's like none of those could be good no that's as if they've everything well i mean this one's good but well sure i'll be yeah there's a reason it's a bestseller yeah popular audiences are never wrong about the quality of something if there's anything we've learned so far i mean the other bestseller well actually the last two we read were both bestsellers yeah, stranger, stranger beside me. I there's a reason. It's a it's a true good. crime classic. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey is an abomination. It's garbage. Um, this didn't make me angry. I think I mean Mein Kampf is a bestseller. Yeah. In Germany. During the Hitler period, and I feel like there are like neo-Nazi dicks who are probably still keeping it. You know, relatively up there on the hey, charts. In case it wasn't clear, fuck Nazis. Yeah, seriously. Fuck Nazis. I have, I, though I did not read the entire thing. I only read volume one. I've still read probably more than most of those assholes. Yeah. Um, who I hope um, all lose their jobs and go cry. Yeah, so that was one thing. Um, I don't know, we're just pulling out random factoids. Yeah, pulling okay. them out. Okay, so I, I have a number of issues with the, I guess there, there are two separate points here. With the idea that all all this is I think it's first discussed on, on Rayford's flight and then it's sort of suggested that it's widespread um, that like all children and babies automatically get raptured yes and oh. like there's the one pregnant woman that like the fetus gets like raptured out of her yes 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 it's caught on video which is one of the one of many like creepy pro-life moments but I'm just thinking like I don't have extensive experience with babies and small children. Like, I'm familiar with them. I've encountered them from time to time. You're aware that they're out there. (laughs) I feel like some of them are dicks. (laughs) I'm just trying to think, like, are they going to get raptured? Mm. Is it just like they haven't had a chance to completely ruin themselves, and so they get, like, a pass? Because I was thinking of it in terms of, um, uh, because we just watched The Witch, I was thinking about that when uh, the son and the dad are out in the woods. Yeah. And they're having that discussion about, like, is there a baby uh, that got um, stolen by the witch? Yeah. Is that baby in heaven? Or is that baby in hell? And, like, he hadn't been baptized yet. So, according to their, like, belief system, he couldn't be in heaven. Oh. Well, yeah, but these people aren't... I mean, these are born-again Christians. They're not Calvinists. Yeah. No, I was... Just, I, I, I understand. It's they different... babies are innocent. It's different approaches. But I'm just thinking, like, some kids are dicks, and they're kind of awful... I, but I think the point is is that they don't properly understand right from wrong. Don't don't they? I'm they're just saying fi- if you, they're still figuring it out. If you can be tried as an adult, you shouldn't be able to be raptured. Well, it does kind of say that around the eight, like around puberty was kind of the cutoff for like the automatic. Yeah. Like rapturing. I just like how do you how do you decide where do you draw the line? Some people well, mature earlier or later than others. Some people are mature more into psychologically sin. sophisticated than others. Like how do you? I mean, I'm just thinking. Like, who's who's up there making the selections? Uh, the Lord. Well, yeah, but like, I imagine this is a somewhat time-consuming process. Dude, dude I, the Lord has all sorts of angels and. Is there not like other stuff? Oh, so he's like, he's like subcontracting this out to other people. Somebody's keeping track. 
just like heaven black water basically yeah okay interesting um i did ask my facebook friends um if they had any questions about this book and one of them uh my friend mike larson asked what what about the babies and that's the answer all the babies get raptured even the ones who are like pre-born well see the thing i was wondering about which i guess is sort of a moot point if we're saying like all babies automatically go but like what if you had i don't know a fetus who was like a jerk oh yeah classic jerk fetus situation <laughs> but the mom was cool and so the mom gets raptured and then the fetus just like drops to the floor or something it's like like lightning crashes style what remember that live song you make so many musical references what? i don't understand that was like prime 94 don't tell me you're not aware of I'm, I'm playing it after we're done with okay. it okay wow. you know that song I I very well may you, recognize you know, it. You know that song. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I was just thinking about that as like a, a weird a weird scenario. Um, Pardon me if you can hear me. I'm uh, I'm eating out of a can of mixed nuts. This is like a sponsorship thing. <laughs> I didn't say what brand. Okay. Although I will say there's a very dapper um, fellow on the front here who is selling out his own people. Uh, race trader, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Peanut, you're better than that. Mm. Maybe. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I guess he's not. He seems to be living high on the hog, though, with that monocle, so. Sweet, sweet peanut money. He's selling out the people. It's like fucking Jimmy Carter up here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's multiple Jimmy Carter references so far. By the way, I am an atheist. American hero. I don't believe in a heaven. Um, I think it's kind of a nice idea, but it's not there. Um, but if it is. But if it is, Jimmy Carter is going there. And he's probably the only one. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head who would be, like, automatically. Jimmy Carter, that's Cer- Certainly of American presidents. Oh, God, that's yes. That's not even a discussion. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Abraham Lincoln? I don't know. He seemed like a pretty decent dude, but... He did his best. Yeah. Um. Oh my god, we should talk about the Israel-Russia thing. So there's all this, like... Russia apparently wants to attack Israel to... There's all this kind of, like, international intrigue and stuff leading up to the end of times that happens before the action of the book. Um, Like like a 20-page, like, rush version of it. Right, they're like, here is uh, some exposition for you and now we'll talk about these boring people but so apparently the I think it's kind of like these shady British dudes that Carpathia hangs out with have kind of like helped push the world to a three currency system or something which is not interesting it's like the, the dollar the yen and what the mark the mark yeah yeah but since Israel has this like agricultural technology that Rosenzweig uh, like owns the formula, intellectual to or property rights, bro. Yeah, like um, you know, Russia like really wants it or whatever, or they hate them a lot because they're prospering now. It's kind of unclear. I don't remember, but basically they go and attack Israel with like a huge like. Um, 
fighting force. Like, like their, all their, full, best their full arsenal, all, everything. Mm-hmm. All the, like, Cold War stuff. Yeah. So, and Buck was, I think Buck was in Israel at the time interviewing Rosenzweig. And he was like, yeah, we're all going to fucking die. But then the Israeli, like, Air Force didn't even have to get off the ground because um, all the planes basically fell out of the sky and got, like, brought down by fire and brimstone or some shit. Seems reasonable. And, um, yeah, so that event actually, like, makes Buck think, oh, there must be a god because that's the only explanation for that event. But he's not into Jesus. He's not a Christian yet. Yeah, he 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 thinks there's something unexplained happening. Mm-hmm. I know. I th- I, th- I thought that was I guess, uh, retro retrospectively odd, just because I've read a bunch of stuff about like. A lot of the new sort of population growth in Israel is like Russian Jews immigrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so like, why this animosity? You guys are bros, kind of. Well. They're Jews or bros. Yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of... I mean, I know that, like, um, like, Israel and Jerusalem and shit is supposed to, like, play a big role in the, like, biblical whole thing. Um, but there's a lot of, like, weird stuff about, um, like, at the beginning of the book, Buck is supposed to be looking at all these meetings that are happening in New York, coincidentally, that involve, like, Orthodox Jews and, like, stuff about, like, rebuilding the temple. Mm-hmm. And then later on, these two, uh, like, Israeli preachers appear by, like, the Wailing Wall and start preaching about Jesus and no one can attack them because they're, like, magic. Um... There's a lot of weird stuff about the Jews in here that is uh, makes me uncomfortable. Not because Jews make me uncomfortable. I will say I will say it's probably less anti-Semitic than Mein Kampf. That's true. That's true. That's a pretty high bar, though. So. The Jews the Jews have a role to play here. Yeah. They're not necessarily evil. I mean, 144,000 of them are gonna be converted and carry out. Um, you know, mission to their people. Sounds like that should work well Wait, for this everyone. Is for the Lord. Hey, guys, Jesus. We messed up on that one. He really Seriously? was. He really was the dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were saying, basically. Our bad. Our bad. <laughs> this is another another sort of uh, rapture fine point that I was sort of concerned, or well, I thought about. I mean, I realized concern for the welfare of the people who don't get raptured is probably fairly secondary in the process because you're thinking all right these people aren't believers screw them right Mm -hmm. but i thought though like at at one point it makes reference to the rapture just happens like instantaneously so like by time zone it's different so like places where it's night there isn't really carnage because everyone's asleep Mm -hmm. but places where it's like day and where there are, like, planes and cars and stuff, like, thousands of people die, or whatever. I just yeah. feel like, for for me, that's kind of rude. Like, could you not have scheduled the rapture to, like, work through time zones to sort of minimize the it's death like, toll for like other people? It's like the new people? year. Yeah, I just think it's like... You watch the ball drop in each successive um, Yeah, time no, zone? that's that's what it should be. Like, 
You cross the international date line, though, like you're fucked. I guess that's probably pretty anticlimactic for people who are, like, 23 hours removed from, like, the first rapture zone. Yeah. But... Everybody in Australia is like, we did this yesterday. <laughs> it's a really good, really good Australian. I know, right? <laughs> but all the, all the... I don't know, would kangaroos get raptured? No, kangaroos are... Kangaroos are shitheads. <laughs> Kangaroos also, are not going to have it. Strangely jacked. <laughs> they are so muscular. Yeah. They kick real hard. Oh, no, you know who is getting raptured? Hmm. Wombats. Wombats? <laughs> Lovely little wombat. Yeah. They're getting and raptured. Porcas? They're like cartoon animals. They're too cute. Yeah, no, wombats are definitely getting raptured. I mean, I would say uh, most marsupials are going to get raptured. All kangaroos sl- are all sloths. All sloths. Um, koalas. It's a case by case. Um, I mean, they do. They have a lot of chlamydia. Yeah. But the babies are cute. It's true. It's true. Baby koalas, shooting. Do, or do we think that the baby rule applies to animals as well? So like all baby animals. <laughs> there, there's no indication that any animals have been raptured, but there's also no mention of any animals in this book. Yeah, that's sort of odd. But, but yeah, I was thinking the right, time. Right, aren't there like thousands of starving uh, pets now whose owners are gone? You would think so, yeah. I would just imagine there are like packs of feral animals <laughs> roaming the suburbs. But yeah, I just, I just thought the time zone thing, it's a, it's a small issue, but it just seems kind of careless, although maybe it's intentionally careless. Well, It's like, whatever, leave these people to their fate. They're not my people. Well, that's part of the whole, like that seven years there that's supposed to come after the rapture <clears throat> before Jesus comes to uh, usher in the millennium of peace. Uh, Which, I, again, maybe just because of the context of stuff that we're reading in, but, like, millennium of peace is, like, a... That just sounded like a, like a thousand-year Reich to me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, no, a Hitler thing. So, like, is that is that what this is? Maybe. Well... When Bach is first, like, talking to Chloe, he's, like, convinced that it's, you know, uh, his wife and son and all these other righteous people have been taken up in the twinkling of an eye uh, because they were faithful and, like, true Christians or whatever. And um, he wants to get into it now. He's hoping it's not too late for him. But Chloe's just like, yeah, I don't know. And for a while, she's got some decent arguments, and she's like, Dad, get off my back. Yeah, seriously. And at one point, he's talking to her about, like, his theories and saying that, like, the people who got taken up had to be, like, super Christian. But even other people who were, who thought of themselves as really Christian, but apparently were, like, not. Well, they were Christian posers. Exactly, Christian posers. Like, she thinks that's cruel, and she says, uh, on 120... Daddy, and she calls her dad Daddy because she's an adult. All the time. Daddy, what does this make God? Some sick, sadistic dictator? And then he's like, careful, honey. You think I'm wrong, but what if I'm right? Then God is spiteful, hateful, mean. Who wants to go to heaven with a God like that? Which, like, TBH, that's pretty much how I feel. Well, and I feel like this is the, like... How can there be God if bad things happen in the world? Which makes me think of, like, the Mr. Deity discussion. 
about like stuff he's gonna let in. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, childhood cancer. Yeah, leave it in. Lou Gehrig's disease. We'll wait for Lou. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Golden Brown, that kid. That was a great web series about ten years ago. Yeah, we're really on top of uh, pop culture. Yep. Oh, I like that um, Carpathia was being named as People's Sexiest Man Alive, even though they'd just named one like three months before. Well, because that person had done something sketchy, and so they had to... It's a very prestigious crown. You can't let someone hold it who has done uh, unsavory acts. Sure, so, sure, with the purity of uh, the People magazine company. Speaking of purity, oh. got a, got a uh, segue here. Oh, we talking about virgins. Um, this is when uh, I think Rayford has his... Um, now raptured wife's bible mm-hmm. and he's looking at it and she has like i don't think it's an inscription but it's like sort of her what she's trying to pray for thing or whatever oh yeah she has like a little a little prayer list yeah and i think it's like she wants rayford to sort of come to god potentially mm-hmm. she wants her son to maintain his childlike wonder at god or whatever and his and her her desire for chloe is for her tr- her to live in purity whatever yeah. that means so well I mean I think I know what that means but like that's really your priority like, dude your daughter's a junior at Stanford so like your and son it's apparently hot so she's probably getting it your son keep doing what you're doing you're a boy you're awesome you don't be a slut and I mean that's good advice all around well yeah obviously but uh, that and like Rayford's whole agenda of like trying to I, I have it written down somewhere but I don't have it in these notes the idea of like protecting her from herself mm-hmm. that like she's a child and doesn't know what she's doing and can't make up her own mind about things like bro cause bro yeah cause, cause bro right. like he is not a intellectually sophisticated person by any no, measure no he's not so like who is he to be like brainsplaining stuff to her about things fucking brainsplainers I just I don't yeah. Yeah. But living in purity, clearly she's not, because she, uh, she's she's circling Buck, going in for the kill. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so she's definitely letting her letting her dead mom or raptured mom down on that one. He uh, so at some point, there's this whole thing. The, the whole dynamic with Hattie is like fucked up. Yeah. Because, like, Hattie is allegedly an adult woman. Mm-hmm. She's, like, 27? Something like that, yeah. Um, but she doesn't appear to have any friends. And so after the rapture, she's, like, upset. So she just keeps, like, calling Buck and call, this pilot she barely knows. Hey, hey, hey guys. What are you, what are you doing? You want to hang out? And calling Ray, this guy she wanted to bang. Uh... And just, like, being kind of pathetic. But then there's the whole thing where Rayford is, like, he, like, in a, like, moment is, like, he's filled with the guilt. And then he's filled with the light of the Lord. Yeah. And he's, like, Hattie, listen, I wanted to bang you. I did. But that was bad and wrong. And now you should listen to me try to convert you. That discussion when they meet in the airport lounge where he's just, like, laying it out. And it's, it's being pretty. He he thinks he's he's well intentioned of what he's doing, but he's being pretty dickish about it. Yeah. Just he being is. like, yeah, I was into you, but I was only into your body. You're not interesting. It was my own deal. Sorry. And she was like, I was into you. Yeah. Yeah. 
And like you were giving me signals and I was just kind of like waiting for you to decide that you could, you know, cheat they on were, your uh, wife with me, I guess. They were, they were vibing pretty hard. Uh, and so I kind of feel sorry for her, but also just like, again, you don't have any friends. Right, right, right. Uh, no, she's but bro I she's do bros with and uh, personal assistant to Carpathia now, so. Right. Yeah, that's its own whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, I do appreciate Hattie being like, you just try to make yourself feel less guilty now. Yeah, no, that's clearly his deal. He, at one point in that conversation, he says, just listen, like, don't respond. Let me explain uh, world events and religion to you. Don't worry your pretty little head about it. And then he says, I need you to forgive me. And she kind of hedges, which I appreciate. Yeah. Because, like, fuck you. No, it's completely about him. He just wants to not feel guilty. Right, exactly. He doesn't, I don't think he feels bad for it, really. It's just like he feels like he should feel bad for it or else God's not going to let him see his wife again. <laughs> and so he's uh, he's going through the motions. But instead he's like, oh, I'm snuggling up with my wife's empty nightgown, which isn't creepy. Uh, and uh, I'm no longer attracted to Hattie, this woman I've been like carrying on basically an emotional affair with for months or possibly years. Well, and I feel like, I mean, well, Chloe was a little bit judgy about that when she found out about it, when Rayford sort of told her about it. Okay, but, but wouldn't but you? But I think she, she would have been down eventually, I think. I, I don't know if she would have been down, but like, I, 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 if, if, I just don't think that it was necessary for Rayford to like tell his daughter about Hattie. He's, he's unburdening his soul. And then five seconds later, he's like, I'm inviting Hattie over to um, give her the conversion talk. And <laughs> Chloe's like, yeah, that's not a good idea. Um, that's really insulting. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you down really not especially easily at all. No. And then try to... Try to... No, he's a dick about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is, this is another sort of related point that's an, an, an awkward segue. Um, the number of times that at least Buck and I think also Rayford in moments are just like complete dicks to like service workers like Buck when he's on the plane with Hattie initially mm -hmm. is like super patronizing to her about like just let me do this thing to the phone and like figure out how to work my computer through it yeah like I'm just going to destroy this piece of uh, airline property don't worry about it um and then when he's in that like airport lounge later, when he's getting his head stitched up because he fell or something, was that Rayford? No, it's Buck. It's, it's Buck. Buck hurt himself somehow. Yeah, his head and on. Oh, I was when he was going down. Oh, going down to, the slide. Yeah, because yeah, he rolled off the slide. Because they had to like weird. park like two miles from the the terminal because um, there's no room. Yeah, uh, and um, he's sort of like awful to her about that. And it's like, look, she's just here doing her job. Like you're bleeding all over the stuff. Like, don't, don't be a dick about this. Yeah. But I mean, well, it's, it's pretty consistent with like women being invisible and, or just like half dimensional or treated poorly in general. In the yeah. Book. Hattie's like a complete nothing. Yeah. There's nothing to her. She's attractive and apparently kind of emotionally needy. And that's it. Well, and Chloe is uh, attractive and skeptical, I guess. She Those has more are... of a personality than Hattie. At she least. still doesn't have much, though. No, she does not. No. Mm -hmm. She's not interesting. Yeah, so women are there as uh, accessories, 
essentially. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm, I, I personally am fine with. Sure. But sure, sure, sure. I mean, I'm like a purse for you. Yeah. A lady purse. Flesh purse. Gross. <laughs> That's some Nazi shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's weird how Hattie, I think kind of, I mean, everybody sees Carpathia do this UN address on TV and they're all fucking mesmerized because he's like a hypnotist. Um, I think he's a, just a magician. You see that turtleneck? His <laughs> hands are always flourishing. Yep. Unnecessarily. Um, but uh, Hattie finds out that Buck has met him and interviewed him or whatever. Well, yeah, because he's got an in with him who uh, through uh, Rosenzweig. Rosenzweig, yeah. And um, Hattie. So Hattie calls Buck. There's so many fucking phone calls. God, remember when you had to talk on the phone? Seriously? Um, And I love how, like, you couldn't get through on the phones on the first day, but then, like, the next day it was like, everything's fine. Yeah, the everything's grid's cool back now. up. We're good. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. Uh, and she calls Buck and she's like, this, this reporter she has spoken to, like, a handful of times at most. And is like, hey, can you introduce me to the president of Romania, who's, like, a rising international star? And he's like, okay. And then he does? Yeah. Yeah. Well, ex I, except for the second time he doesn't because right. he has uh, intel from Barnes that this is like an Antichrist meeting. Yes. So. Yes, yes, yes. But she does it anyway. She hedges in because she's ambitious. Right. He, yeah, basically, yeah. Carpathia, for whatever reason, if, thinks that she'll be useful and... Um, she kind of just wants to stick it to um, uh, Rayford and and kind of Buck for not being interested in her and only wanting to bang the 20-year-old uh, by being like, I have a date with the sexiest man in the world and also now I'm going to be his assistant while he like shoots these guys in front of everyone and hypnotizes us so that we don't remember what happened. It's so dumb. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. So she's, like, not got a personality or any, like, inner life at all, and now she's been hypnotized. So, you know, she's killing it. It's the uh, strong female character situation. Could I throw in another Hattie detail? Yes. Um, how her sister works in a pregnancy clinic. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And, like, her whole reaction to it is... I, I don't, is this Hattie's reaction or this is through her sister? Or she's just considering her sister's situation about how, like, all the babies got raptured, so there's no one to abort anymore. Yep. And, like, how terrible this is for business. Yep. Supply and demand, my friend. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And this, this is evidence for Rayford of how, like, simple-minded she is or how misguided. Uh, first of all, I mean, I guess there are clinics that do like just abortion care well it's just this assumption that like this is what pregnancy clinics do that like right planned yeah. parenthood is like an abortion factory basically. they're like we love it when women have unplanned pregnancies because we're making fucking bank off of it using all those tax dollars to pay <laughs> for that but it's like you know they'll probably probably just transfer to another clinic where they you know don't do abortions maybe they just do like you know other health care well and i mean 
And also, it's unclear. Can people not get pregnant at all now? Can no one be born? They don't cover that. Well, and I'm just thinking, this is... This can, pu- can Buck go bareback when he bangs <laughs> Chloe? This is purely hypothetical, but I'm thinking, like, you know, in in times of great stress or upheaval, like, post-rapture, people are probably going to be stress-banging, I would think. Yeah, I would think so. Like, so, oh, good, we're both still here. Right? <laughs> Celebrating life in the face of death. Like that's Or, that's, or my entire family was raptured. Uh, I, I'm, nothing matters. I might I'm a, as well I'm a free fuck, agent now, dude. Fuck whoever. Let's do this. <laughs> yes, there, I mean, if, if pregnancies can indeed still happen, I feel like there's got to be, like... It's, it's it's like a boom time for abortions. Right? You're like, well, think. it's clearly the end of the world because things are about to get real bad. They're going to open the fucking seven seals and there's going to be the four horsemen and it's uh, this dead pastor, not dead, raptured pastor has left behind a very specific timeline that's like 21 months of this, <laughs> 21 months of that. And it's like, you don't know that. Also, that's not what it says in Revelation. Whatever. This guy knows better. Like, it's... So, some random pas- pastor in, like, suburban Illinois had really cracked the code on this. One connection to something earlier. This is when um, past it, the pastor is, like, talking about his sort of, like, path to Jesus or how he didn't do things correctly previously. Bruce Barnes? Yes. One of the things he mentions is uh, lustful thoughts and how he uh, so lustful. was into porn. <laughs> and it just made me think I was just thinking of the like James Dobson interview and the, and the Bundy thing mm-hmm. about how mm-hmm. porn is the root of all evil and so mm-hmm. that's why uh, he, that's why he murdered he was not raptured well no I'm so, well Bundy obviously was not raptured but no he'd already been executed yeah although can you like pull isn't that like the dead can rise um, or in some versions of the rapture that's like a thing that can happen or is that like the end stage that like once you go through everything, then all the believers will be brought back to life if they were? There's there's going to be a resurrection at some point. Yeah. And and here I'm drawing on knowledge from growing up Mormon, and so it's been a lot of years. So I don't know if this is exactly what Oregon Christians believe, but in in this book though, people's like families' corpses were raptured. Which is weird. Yeah. That's not where that person is anymore. Yeah. If you believe in like an eternal soul, like they're already good to go. But I guess we've got to bring the bodies. Well, they get reunited with their body. Because they're just like ghosts in heaven now. Yeah. Uh, although I think that a much cooler and terrifying rapture would be if the bodies had been left behind and there were just dead people everywhere and there was no way like you couldn't tell like what killed them at all like that would be way better so god if you're listening and you want to scare some people into believing in you in you uh corpse corpses leave the corpses for the rapture yeah, my advice yeah. uh you can use that idea for free uh but please cite your sources well then you can just like breed pestilence afterwards because there are gonna oh, be yeah. all these rotting corpses everywhere oh yeah it's, like it's going to be like the fucking plague. Two birds with one stone. We're going to have to dig mass graves and there's going to be It's where those cool masks. Oh, oh the like the doctor yeah, the plague mask masks. thing. Yeah. Those are sweet. Yeah. So we got that to look forward to in one rapture scenario. I do love how Buck is impressed by Ray. He's like, 
oh, I want to interview because he's doing this story allegedly because he's still a journalist, I guess. He wants to interview people about what they think happened, like what the disappearances are. And so he ends up being able to meet up with Buck because they're still all connected. Or he threw Hattie, I guess. And, like, Ray's, like... Yeah, like, really impresses him. He's like, he's just, you know, like a smart, scientific-minded man. But he's man. not. But he's not, exactly. And and then he's, like, really, like, moved by the... Uh, his message. And he's like, yeah, this is it. It wasn't aliens. It was aliens. <laughs> I kind of like the, the weird... Was that Carpathia's theory where it was, like modern technology and like magnetic fields or something just caused people to like disappear it was like lightning interacting with some kind of like when people who had like a certain body chemistry were more likely to be raptured uh the body chemistry was their soul and the holy ghost banging yep (laughs) it's it's hot i guess (laughs) most uh most uh blasphemous uh podcast yet just yeah, I mean we've gotten moderate. You might have guessed that neither of us is a believer. I believe in stuff. Oh, really? Like what? Yeah, maybe not. Well, I believe that the universe is a, a cold and empty place, and no one's looking out for us. Things don't happen for a reason; they're mostly random. That's like why what I like watching those universe shows. Yeah. Makes you feel. Small. Yeah. I'd rather watch a show about murder. That also but, you makes know, that's you a different small. way. That's a yeah. different way of, uh, of, of, you know, just embracing the darkness. Well, I mean, we're all being murdered by the inevitable heat death of the universe, so. That's true. It's just a matter of. It's true. I mean, we'll kill ourselves first. We'll, we'll, we'll destroy the earth. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah, die yeah. Before the Human- humanity will be done. End of, the, end of this century? Pretty soon. There might be uh, uh, small tribes that hold out, but yeah, we're not going to make a comeback. I don't think. I'm pretty okay with that. I think humanity, for the most part, kind of sucks, so... Yeah, it makes me kind of sad, but, um, you know. Whatever, man. We shouldn't be stupid. Well, we have been stupid for a long time, and we've destroyed the Earth. Gotta go. Gotta go paleo, man. Take it back. (laughs) We'll start hunting and gathering around our neighborhood. I gather so hard. Like kill squirrels and like uh, I'm not, steal shit from the community garden. <laughs> I'm not killing that albino squirrel though. I like that one. Oh, I think there's a few. There's there's one I always see up like on the corner of University and and Aldine. Aww, just hanging out. Your friend. Yep, we're morning bros. <laughs> He's going to work. I'm going to work. <laughs> He's going to work in his. Uh... Squirrel law firm. Yep. He's got like a tiny briefcase. <laughs> it's adorable. He's wearing a little tie. A little tie, yep. Your Honor. That's what he sounds like. He's got his, his little Bluetooth in there. <laughs> Bye. So. Um, oh, in yeah. case we didn't make it clear, Carpathia is the Antichrist. Yeah. Uh, I know other, other random things that are worth mentioning. Yeah. Uh, brief aside, at one point... Um, I don't remember the exact context of it, but it's talking about. I think it's just some some news broadcast where uh, like Major League Baseball is in spring training or something like that, and they're trying to figure out how to replace all these uh, these players who got raptured. 
there are no baseball players who are getting raptured. Well, I was just, I was pondering the idea of base bros in heaven and what that would be like. <laughs> Making a team. Yep. The angels, they're up there on their clouds. Yeah, it's good. It's like it's like angels in the outfield. A cinematic masterpiece. Yep. Christopher Lloyd, uh, tiny uh, Joseph Gordon-Lovett, um, a, a little uh, black uh, kid. Other people. Um, their foster mom. I do not really remember that. It's been a while, but I was just pondering that. Like, a, a is that even possible? And B, what would that be like? Good point. Like, are there sunflower seeds in heaven? Maybe. Is it? Can you? In can, heaven, you can chew all the tobacco you want. Yeah, I was gonna say, can you, you use you chewing cancer? tobacco? Is that is that cool or like can you can you drink in heaven? I, I feel know. like you probably can't. I don't know. We don't know what heaven's like. They don't go into it. They're just like they're there. It's like, but what if that's like Chloe said? Did you want to go to heaven with that asshole? I just can't imagine substance <laughs> abuse being cool, somehow. I could be wrong, but man, I want it to be like a in the good place where you uh, don't you can't get a hangover. Except when the uh, the people from, people the, from bad the bad place come because they they re-enable hangovers because they like them. They like hangovers, <laughs> yeah. Uh, delightful. Um, okay, so that was one thing. Uh, there's a part of the like weird sort of pseudo flirtation between Chloe and um, Buck. Where she... It's not a pseudo-flirtation. It's all... I doubt now. Well, but... The, neither of them are functioning humans, so I think that's why I call it pseudo. Well, they're... Yeah, they're interacting like they're, like, they're, 15. Because they're biologically human, but otherwise... <laughs> not really. I, it, um, it's like the authors are like, Listen, we want to make it clear that they're attracted to each other, but sex is wrong, so let's make this as unsexy as possible. Sure, 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 sure. Um... But she says something about how uh, she likes how he says her name. Yes, I wrote that down. They say it in two syllables, and like her her college friends just say it as like Chloe. Like who says? No one Chloe? says that. No one says that. No one has ever said that. It's always Chloe. Yeah, it's Chloe. Like how is that even a thing? Um, also, related to that. Um, or Chloe. Uh, he. Um, so he wants to like spend more time with her. He's going out on this flight, and so he wants to um, so hook that up. He, he... So he calls the airline mm-hmm. and says he's flying with her, and they give him information and allow him to get a seat next to her. Like, can you even do that? You shouldn't be able to. That's just like stalkery. I don't think you can. I I can't imagine that you can. Maybe I just you thought, could like, in the nineties. How is this? How is this a thing? Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. What if he was like coming because he's like her stalker and he's gonna murder her now? Well, it, it might be one thing if you could He's like spray her in the eyes with three ounces of shampoo. If you could claim or like prove a family connection or something like that, but he's just some random dude, right? Like creeping on like a twenty-year-old college kid, right? If she or her dad, the people who had put through the reservation, called in and said they wanted to add someone to their party, they could do it that way. Well, and then like not only does he do this successfully. She sees it as, like, a sign from God somehow and not him just being a stalker. Right. Which is also troubling. Well, yeah, I'm particularly grossed out that they're going to be, like, falling in love through the Lord. Well, I feel like this is consistent with that, like, sort of hard-to-get, like, wearing-down resistance understanding of courtship and relationships. Yeah, although she's not resisting. 
No, but I mean, it, it, it to me seems like suggestive of that. Right. It's a grand romantic gesture when yeah. in real life grand you romantic do something gestures creepy. Are, are like terrifying. Yeah. And usually embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. So that the, the Chloe thing. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Was ridiculous. Um, one other thing that I have down as well. Uh, part of the part of the Carpathia deal to make him secretary general or whatever. Yeah. Um, Rosenzweig makes or his makes his technology or his fertilizer available, uh, but the UN can selectively franchise it, which I feel is kind of messed up. Like if you have this technology that will allow like previously unproductive areas to sustain crops or whatever, mm-hmm. but you're like, well, you know, I like this country, so you can have it. You guys can all starve to death. Like, is that not? I mean, Botswana has it now because that's Although, where the previous secretary general was from. They muscled him out. I mean, this is part of the like overall demonization of the UN is like this like one world government, new world yes. order garbage, which yeah. is just like, dude, because mm-hmm. dude, yeah. Do you know how generally useless the UN is? Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's not. It's gonna a be nice a thing. idea. Yeah. It's not, it's not a particularly effective organization. Well, I mean, but Carpathia can get up there and give his speech in every, uh, every language of the, uh, uh, that's one of the official languages of the UN. Yep, yep, he's on it. Translates him, himself, don't have to wear those earphones. Headphones? The things. Although, if he's repeating everything, like, How long did that fucking times, take? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Again, Jesus yeah, I just don't. I, can't. I mean, I guess that's why he's the Antichrist. That doesn't seem like a, a sustainable kind of approach. No. Although if he's if he's hypnotizing people, they're just gonna hang out until he finishes, I suppose. But. Mhm. I just don't. Yeah. Well, Buck escapes his his clutches through through Christ alone, and uh, he's the only one who remembers what really happened in the meeting because he's not under Carpathia's power. Uh. And but everyone no, else is like, you were supposed to be at the meeting. Why would you show up, man? He's like, dig move. I was there. And there was a horrible suicide that took the lives of two men somehow. Oh, that just reminded me of that. Like, uh, after the after the initial rapture, when they get the, the plane down and they're, like, at the airport or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Rayford's, like, first officer commits suicide. Mm-hmm. Which seemed really weird because, like, I guess his family got raptured or whether was killed in accidents or some something like that. Yeah. And he just decides, like, screw it, I'm out. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not particularly pro suicide. That just seems like a meaningless gesture at that point. Yeah. It's like I understand being bummed, but like maybe you know, give a little bit, think about it. Again, apocalypse banging is going to be off. Hook. He's a pilot too. Yeah. Ladies, ladies, ladies be lining up for gentlemen, that. More gentlemen, as the case may be. I mean, we all know none of the gays got raptured. Is evil right? opportunity. By the way, gays don't exist in this book. Yeah, that's def- it's a very gays. I, I probably not people saw of color. No either. suggestion of people of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for the UN Secretary General, who's from Botswana, is probably a black dude. Yeah. But they I, got rid of him. I feel like he's. Botswana had to be colonized by someone, yeah. Yeah. So who is probably a remnant of whatever that colonial power was. Botswana. It's southern Africa, so... It's like the Dutch, probably. Dutch and maybe a 
later the the English yeah with the British. I don't know. I don't know anything in particular about Botswana except what's, what their what's capital the capital is Gaborone. There you go. <laughs> yeah, super, super, super non-diverse. Um, but yeah, like pilot, just hold out a little bit longer. Things are gonna be pretty sweet. So he's just, you know, this is, this is a, a lesson to the kids out there: don't kill yourself because mm-hmm. you might stay get, in like, school, stay in life, prolifically laid thereafter. I just like how like the whole book is like. Oh, we were talking about this earlier. Like, there, it's it's completely obvious where this is going. Um. Well, for like a hundred pages, when people are like, "Hey, what is is Carpathia the the Antichrist?" Well, maybe I'm I'm not sure. And then, like, they try. Seems so nice. They try to do that like bait and switch where it's actually I don't remember his name. The other dude. Uh, Stonical. Yeah. Mm. Where it's like maybe Stonical. The shady finance dude. Yeah, and you think it's him, and then obviously it's not. But they're like trying to make you believe that for like fifty pages. Yeah, it's, it's not, pretty dumb. Not successful. But it like it's like the next seven years are gonna be real shitty. But if you make it through, like but you can still like accept Christ into your life and be saved now. And you might not survive, but you'll still go to heaven. Yeah, you could die a horrible death. You'll probably die a horrible death sometime in the next seven years. But if but. you make it through, then you get to see the second coming of Christ and um I don't know, like be in his gang or something. Not really sure. It's like a doo up gang. Yeah, it's they're like gonna get jackets, but go- they're gospel doo up gang. White leather jackets, <laughs> and there's like gold writing on the back nice. that it says uh, tribulation nice. force. <laughs> I-, I bet someone has made those. Look, look on Etsy. We'll see if we can find <laughs> some. I just like that the hope, the hope of a nation, or whatever, is riding on some like mediocre airline pilot. Yeah. His twenty year old daughter. Uh, um, a like bad boy reporter who's like banging this girl 10 years younger than him and by banging I mean chastely holding hands with yeah and uh, a guy who is too shitty of a pastor to even be raptured so good luck with that guys I yeah. won't be reading any of the other books so someone else will have to let me know how it turned out I I may look at the Wikipedia summaries just out of curiosity to see where it goes yeah but you can fill me in. Yeah, that that's as far as I'm going with it. I'm not going to actively seek out. Although, I may watch one of the film versions of the first book. Oh, Kirk Cameron? Well, there's a, a more recent Nicolas Cage one, too. What? Remake, yeah. Oh, man. If only he didn't have that castle-buying problem, he, he wouldn't have to be in such shitty <laughs> <laughs> That's brought down many a, many a, a noble man. Uh, oh, I had one more question from Facebook. It was from my sister, who is pregnant AF. Um, so, uh, such a pregnant thing. Such the most pregnant thing uh, some guy at Safeway has seen in a long time. <laughs> and I quote, guys, don't do that. Um, Did it, at least he didn't like, come up and like ask to touch your stomach, that's theoretically. True. Um, she asked uh, how screwed would she be when it came to the rapture. She's not getting raptured. She's an apostate like I am. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she can still turn it around. Turn it around. Uh, uh, my my soon-to-be baby nephew, gone, though. So, sorry about that. 
I mean, we're we're still here, obviously. Yeah, no, we're going nowhere. Yeah. We'll probably die in some horrific but pointless accident. <laughs> horrific and pointless. Yeah. Um, we don't actually have a next book lined up. Oh, yeah, if there are suggestions. We talked about... We would like to read something we want to read next, so not a shitty book for this should next we one. Should we ask people what Nicholas Sparks book we should read? Yeah, we do want to read some Nicholas Sparks, so um, suggestions are welcome. I mean, I feel like The Notebook is probably the go-to, but that's the obvious one. Right. So, I don't know, right. what else is there? Dear John. I'm just uh, thinking ones that have been made into movies. Remember. Watch to Remember, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, he turns that shit out. He's got over 100 books, probably. I just figured we should do it like hipster style and pick like the obscure one. Yeah. I'm only into early Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> so we're taking suggestions for our next book, which should be something that would actually be interesting and or enjoyable to us. And, and so also something... on what Nicholas Sparks book you would recommend. One we, probably whichever book we would hate the most is going to be the most. Right. That, so we don't know what we're reading list. yet next, but feel free to email us or get in touch. Uh, through our website, which is couplesbookclubcast.blog. Our email address is couplesbookclubcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, uh, if that's easier, at dinolore, rexnut. Um, yeah. I think that's it. All right.